0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wholesale Change, webcast and podcast from Distribution Strategy Group, where we bring thought leadership to wholesale change agents like you. Because if you're on this show, you're probably a wholesale change agent too. Hey, we have one of my favorite people in the whole industry on today. Uh, can't wait to have him back. It's a second appearance on the show. So, in just a couple of minutes, we'll get to our conversation with Dirk Beveridge. My co host, Jonathan Bine is not with us today. He is actually Talking to a bunch of distributors from the stage. He's keynoting. So I'm sure they're enjoying it and I'm sure he's doing a great job, but we miss him uh, for this episode. So we got to do just a little business before we get started with the show. This will just take a minute. So, first, I want to talk about Customer Experience RX. This is a product that we develop. Actually, Jonathan developed it. I just take credit for it. Smart distributors know that increasing customer loyalty leads to growth in both revenue and profitability. Furthermore, increasing loyalty depends on being able to measure customer satisfaction and improve your customers' experiences. Our customer experience, RX system, provides a new and exciting way to understand overall customer satisfaction. But more importantly, to understand the underlying drivers of customer satisfaction, you don't just get raw score, you get a bunch of data about what makes up the Roth score so you know where you have to improve. So if you're using that promoter score or you're looking for a way to systematically improve customer satisfaction and customer experience, please reach out to us. The email address for Jonathan is jbein, J-B-E-I-N, at distributionstrategy.com. We also want to thank SAP, who supports your transformation in the wholesale distribution industry. As B2B e-commerce and marketplaces intensify competition, top distributors are responding by collaborating closely with their customers and wider networks to deliver all the products and services needed for every phase of every project. B2B customers are demanding a modern personalized e-commerce experience that includes a wider range of products and services. They have also come to expect shorter delivery times, and more delivery options. So let's talk about two of SAP's wholesale distribution solutions. SAP S4 HANA Cloud Public Edition is a ready-to-run cloud ERP that delivers the latest industry best practices and continuous innovation. SAP Commerce Cloud helps you engage and transact with your customers anywhere, at any time, on any device with built-in omni-channel versatility. Go to sap.com slash industries slash wholesale dash distribution Dot html and see how you can use new technologies to transform your company protect profit margins and remain competitive so thank you to sap for making this show possible now it's my pleasure to bring in the man who is the closest thing to a rock star in the uh-huh. wholesale distribution industry dirk Beveridge, founder of Unleashed wd unleash wd the executive producer at we supply america President of the Beverage Consulting Group and champion for a phrase he's Coin that I love, called the noble calling of distribution for over 36 years, Dirk, my friend, welcome to the show. Ian, thank you so much for
1: being here. Thrilled to be here. Rock star. I was born to be a rock star, but I was never taught how to play an instrument and I can't sing. But so I guess <laughs> I'll so I guess I'll get an RV and be called a rock star. All
0: right? well, well, so right. So here, yeah, because they they travel around in RVs. So here you'll notice there's a guitar in the background here. Yeah, my wife learned how to play COVID over the. I oh, didn't oh, learn to play COVID. My no. wife learned how to play the guitar over COVID. Yes, uh, and I, we have a son who's a singer songwriter just released his first album. I have zero musical talent, but I figure if I put that little guitar in the yeah. background, it makes it's me rubbing look off. Well, it just makes me look cooler.
1: It, it does. It does. It does. <laughs> hey, I also got to tell you, man. Um, I had an hour conversation with Jonathan on that customer experience RX that you just yeah. showed. Yeah. And it is, um, how do I say it? It's hot, it's needed, it's important. And what you all have put together, I think is absolutely uh, fantastic. And I encourage everybody on here to check it out.
0: Well, thanks. And I know, you know, we're doing an, ex- uh, an employee experience tool. Wimby be working with you on that. And, yeah. you, you know, there's no one I'd rather work with. Dirk, I'm so excited to have you here. And, thanks, and I know you, you and I had an exchange on LinkedIn this morning, yeah, um, and because you have just released a piece of research, and there was a top line statistic that just blew me away. Why don't you share it? Yeah, I will. Um, first,
1: what I learned from today's LinkedIn exchange yeah. is if I put up my hand drawing on LinkedIn, it's <laughs> people a love lot it. Of
0: likes. Yeah, I know it's cool. <laughs> thing, cool. It's your what, what was it called? It was a mind map or a brand? Yeah, mind map. Um, some type of brief.
1: Somebody called it so yeah, a right, messaging right. brief. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so. You, you, you know, Ian, you mentioned the Wheat Supply America Tour. Right. And the stat that I'm about to share with you uh, really um, indirectly came from that. And, and right. here's what I say. Here's what I say. Come with me and spend two summers crossing this country from sea to shining sea on the Wheat Supply America Tour, stopping at 59 different distributors. Hmm. And as I say, stopping at these distributors, not to sell them anything. Right. But to listen and to learn and, and what happens is you see the business differently when you do that right I'm sure you see the challenges differently, you see the opportunities differently you see um, um, you see the business differently and importantly, you see the people differently and because of that lens and I think it's a unique lens that we have in the industry yeah it's led us to develop certain premises as I'm driving down the road after talking to the individuals. But then I have to test those premises. And that's where our future of distribution reports come in. And our current report is on people and talent. And it's going to be published in the next two weeks. Uh, It's being edited right now, and I can't wait to get in the hands. But the the headline is is this, 82% of leaders throughout distribution believe that the ability to attract and retain talent is going to be the challenge for the next decade. The challenge for the next decade.
0: Isn't that incredible? It's not okay. the economy, it's not interest rates, it's not, you know- tech technology? Build... No, right, it's getting the right talent. And, and, and what, what I'll say is everything you mentioned is a challenge, right? Yeah, sure,
1: right. So let's just make sure that we raise this people and talent to the top because it really hasn't been the focus. Right. for
0: for quite a while and you and and i'm just going to share this picture because this is of you you with your rv so the what? for the podcast listeners i'm showing uh, uh-huh. a picture from dirk's visit to dakota supply group uh was this last year um we actually stopped dsg both years and both i think years. that
1: was last year and i see paul kennedy on today so oh, paul, is, oh, hi oh. paul yeah welcome there's thank free, you for having us
0: there's a freebie for you paul uh uh no that's great so so, yeah, this is a cool photo. I love the RV and, you know, it is very uh, uh, rock star like like we talked about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I don't know, I, but it, it's great. And, you know, I we've had a chance to learn so much from Paul Kennedy and the entire team at DSG. And, you know, right. being an employee owned company, the way they look at their people and their culture is yeah. really unique. A lot of lessons there. And by the way, Melissa Lunick is going to be one of our speakers. Our HR summit, so I'm really excited
0: about it. Okay, so I want to go. I'll ask you about that in a second. But first of all, yeah. yeah, I agree. Dakota Supply Group's got a special culture, and and Paul's a fantastic leader, and that's where, you know, that's yeah. that's he's taken them to new heights. But uh, so you've learned this thing about people being the biggest challenge for the yeah. next decade, which is really a big insight that you got that from the tour that you've been on. You visited all these distributors, which, as you and I agree, are among the best employers in America, right? Um, and so, yeah, go ahead. But you're going to turn this, you are turning these lessons to an HR summit. So why don't you tell us about that?
1: Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we have this HR summit because I believe people and talent is absolutely critical. It's April 27th, 28th, um, down in Nashville. I've got an amazing lineup of CEOs who have a people first um, take on culture. So they're going to tell us about that. I've got HR experts or leaders like Melissa Lunick, chief culture officer, plus or DSG, uh, and I've got some people from outside of the industry to open our mind. And um, it, it really is going to be a phenomenal two days. We've got some surprises. I've been wanting to do something for over 10 years. On Thursday night, Ian, oh, my God, we're going to blow people's minds. I can't. Nobody will know until we get off the bus. We're going to get on a bus. But anyway. Oh, uh, man. So that's April 27th, 28th. You're teasing us. Yeah, I am teasing because <laughs> it's going to be an amazing two days of learning. But more important, not more importantly in the evening event it's going to be a game changer
0: yeah uh-huh. so i know you only have a few seats left but i, I can't recommend this event highly enough and i don't have an, a, a financial stake in this i'm just saying if you are interested in the number one issue over the next decade for distributors which Thank is you. talent you need to go uh, sign up for uh, dirk's event where how where do they go to sign up for that yeah hr summit yeah so um
1: uh so the URL is events.unleashwd.com
0: forward slash HR summit all right I'm gonna put that in the chat I got it I got it right here all right so let's get to this if you don't mind
1: (laughs) let's get to this 82 percent and the things we're seeing and can we banter on that go ahead yep yeah thanks so you know as a result of you know spending that time crossing the country people and talent is is really becoming my calling quite frankly and um so we've done this future distribution research i shared with you 82 percent of leaders are saying attracting and retaining talent is going to be the challenge for the next decade so we've got to ask ourselves why why is that right i think at the top of that is what i call the great redefinition you know when you take a look at the external factors forces the internal forces and people forces that are converging right now everything is being redefined right as a result of the demographic shifts labor availability technology how work needs to be redesigned the skills gap inflation supply wellness all these things are converging and everything's being redefined including how we lead going forward including cultures that are going to be required to attract the talent we need for the next decade and so we have to think different. In today's LinkedIn post that you and I shared, I think I used the words, we can't accept the status quo anymore. Right. We have to think differently. And, and and honestly, I think I see a lot of regurgitating of the same old talent strategies as in the past. And we have to think deeper and harder. And that's what I plan to do with this future of distribution report that's about to come out. And, and what I'd like to share on this
0: is- yeah, so why don't you uh, summarize for us, Dirk, what are the old strategies that are become outdated or the old approaches? And then, you know, I know I have this, uh, you, you have your sheet on oh, yeah, top yeah, yeah. 10 human resource trends for distributors in 2023. So I want to get to that in a minute, but tell me what's outdated and yeah. that what you're seeing that's just not the way to, tra- to draw and develop sure. talent anymore. So you mentioned in that
1: you and I both believe that these distributors that we work with every day are great places for work. Yes, absolutely. I'll take it maybe a step further, and coming off the We Supply America Tour, I have this fundamental belief that independent, family-owned, employee-owned distribution businesses are perfectly positioned to win the war on talent. So everybody listening to this, I'd like to ask you to pause and, and soak that in. What I've seen is you are perfectly positioned to win this war on talent. But three things, Ian, number one, we don't believe it. Yep. We've convinced ourselves we can't compete against the benefits that Amazon or others provide. Or the pay rate or the pay scale that they provide, we right. we've convinced ourselves that because we're a family-owned business or a smaller business, there, there's not the upward mobility in our businesses, right? So we've convinced ourselves that we can't compete. Right. I think we're wrong, or
0: or it's not sexy, or it's not sexy, right? And we've convinced ourselves of that, right? And you know what I feel on that? <laughs> yeah, no, I've heard you say it. I completely agree. And 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 in our prep call, I mentioned that. When I, my last executive yeah. job, you know, I was VP of marketing for Whitecap Construction Supply. It was part of HD Supply at the time. We're in Atlanta. So we're competing with Home Depot, Coca-Cola, UPS, you know, Delta Air. I mean, for marketing talent, you're competing with all these big companies. And we had this office that was attached to a distribution center versus these glass towers with two. I mean, we had a little fitness room, but they we didn't have like a big gym and, and all the stuff that, big companies offer. Not once did I feel that we were a disadvantage in getting talent because we had such a special culture. And I think you have to, I mean, first of all, it has to be true, but I think it is for many distributors, but you do have to believe it and you have to tell the story and you have to make your prospects believe it. And you have to go after top talent and believe you can hire them.
1: Without question. Man. And you hit it and maybe we'll talk about it a little bit more later. It starts with mindset. It yeah. does. Right? It starts with our mindset that we do have this amazing platform to help people live the lives they want to live. I mean, I'll put you up against anybody. Let's believe it. Let's spend time thinking about it and, and believe it. So, you know, some of the traditional things in that, right, is because that mindset drives, you know, behavior where less are the future distribution report that's going to come out here. And I I think it's like only 40 some odd percent of distributors
0: have somebody in HR reporting to executive management. Wow, what a mistake. Right. What a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and by the way, just as a side note, not that they're never that distributors never lay people off because they do, but it's a much more steady industry than some. Go ask all those tech sector people who just got laid off. How sexy tech tech sector is. is. Yeah, Yeah. how how sexy is that to lose your job? Yeah. Okay, got it. So only 40-something percent of distributors have. So why do you think that is? Well, because I,
1: I think because in distribution, we're a product business, we're a sales organization, and we're a relationship organization. And not in that equation was the human resources business, and quite frankly, over the last decades, the demographics didn't say we had to pay that much attention mm-hmm. because, you know, the baby boomers were hired 30 years ago and and they stuck around and the game is changing just so dramatically right
0: now. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So this is part of the best practices or something you would recommend is that people have make sure they're, uh, so they're. And, and actually Go ahead. It, it goes to the C-suite.
1: And and I think yeah. to, to your point, sorry, I think there's three implications. Okay. If if 82% of us believe that attractive retaining people are gonna be the challenge for the next decade, three implications of that that I think we need to think deeply about. Number one, we have to we it's it's we must rethink the value we place on employees now some people think this is semantic but last year you i was on 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 my high horse about distribution being a sexy business Mm -hmm. this year my high horse is as of today we must stop referring to our people as capital as assets and resources when we, when we have that paradigm that our people are assets or resources, we use them in different ways than if we see the humanity in them mm-hmm. and we talk about the humanity of them. I recommend, so we got to rethink this terminology and the value we place. And, and what I would suggest to everybody after thinking it through, because it's not an easy answer, you know, rather than calling our people our greatest asset, I think they're your greatest strength. Uh, Yeah. They're your greatest strength. Yeah. And that's going to drive a lot of things. So let me go with the other two and let's talk about anyone. anyone. The second implication is we must embrace the changing needs of our employees. Hmm. 87% of us believe that the needs of our employees have significantly changed. Hmm. Yet, yet, Ian we still see people pushing back about hybrid work. We still see p- people right. pushing back on talking about wellness and, and health related issues. We see people pushing back about redesigning work to take care of children who need to be dropped off at nine and three o'clock. Right. So we must embrace and understand the changing needs of our cut, of our employees. And then the third thing is, The third implication is we have to rethink, we have to reimagine our employee value proposition. And 89% of us in distribution, this report we're about to come up, agree that our, our employee value proposition was built for yesterday. Going forward, in this age of the great redefinition, we have to rethink our employee value proposition going forward. Right. So those three implications, I think.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. We got a couple of comments from the audience. I want to I want to toss in the mix here. So Eric is uh, has two comments. Many people still think of HR as tactical instead of strategic, and HR needs to be a strategic partner teamed with the CEO. And based on what you've said, it needs to be called something other than HR. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so I want to get come back to that in a minute. And then Ron is a dear longtime friend of mine who I was worked with at Granger for a long time, Dirk. Um says I agree one hundred percent about creating the culture to attract and retain talent. I faced it when I created multiple coms inside of Granger. And many of the team were co- were were recruited and stayed because they felt like they were part of something special. Leadership and being visible makes a difference. So what do you see in terms of leadership objectives in your travel? so let's let's transition from what you just talked about yeah. into, you know, maybe where where how do you lead in the future, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I also want to say you're you this year're about to publish all this research right we yeah. are yeah in a couple of weeks and if somebody wants it if they could just put in the word report we'll make sure that that you get it we're editing it right now it should be out within the next two weeks okay right so just go in chat make sure your uh, name is there it's convenient if you put your email in there uh, put just type the word report and uh, we'll make sure Dirk gets it so he can send the report to you so go ahead Dirk so what was the question? Yeah. So okay, so what, what what's the right leadership going forward? Right? Yeah, yeah, so... yeah, yeah, yeah. So for
1: that, all right. So that's a big question, and I'm going to go back first to our future distribution report last fall. Our first one, our second one's being published in two weeks. Coming off of We Supply America, I had seasons one. I had two fundamental premises. Ian, premise number one was that the very nature of leadership is changing more rapidly than most of us realize. Mm-hmm. The art and science of leadership is changing more rapidly than most of us realize. And the second is that humanity is going to play a larger role in leadership going forward. And 93% of us agree that w- with that type of thinking. So you asked about leadership going forward. The lens I used for that is this, I believe leadership has gone through four phases, if you will. Right. The first phase is what I call controlling. This is when, quite frankly, this is how, you know, a lot of us baby boomers were taught to lead. We were taught to lead by policing activities. You That's know, right. Get your call reports in. Right. And, right. Uh, and, and like policing, legislating, using fear. If you don't get it done, man, you're, you're out of here. Right. That led into the second phase of leadership, which is what I call managing. And we have to manage the day-to-day, you have to administer the business. That led into leadership, and that's all about vision and culture, if you will, and strategy, all still important. But I think going forward, there's a fourth phase of leadership that we need to talk about. And that's what I call the noble calling of leadership. Yeah. And this is about impact, it's about purpose, and it's about potential. Every individual who who we look at not as an asset, but as a human being, they want to know that their work is meaningful, that it's making an impact. They want to know that they have the opportunity to grow and fulfill their God-given potential. Yeah. And so we have to rethink it, I believe, along those lines. And then that leads into this whole rethinking of the HR function as well.
0: Yeah, so Elizabeth wants to know uh, if the their name change for, from HR is if you think it's a good one. So they've changed HR, they've changed it to call, they're now calling it people operations. How do you feel about that? Um, I think you're halfway there. Okay, go on.
1: Can I say that? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, no, that's right. great. Yeah, I think you're halfway there. I absolutely I love the focus on people. Yeah. Operations, you're, you're, you're making me think of 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 a machine. It's you know, to me, it, it's more about if we focus on the person, not as an operator, not as a piece of equipment or a machine, operations, I think we can do more to um to unleash that spirit within the individual to perform at high levels to drive maximum value and productivity for the business. But it, 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 it's a people first. So I would recommend keep thinking you're halfway there. Right. Maybe when we get to the end, I might suggest something that I was going to wait okay. until the uh, that's fine. summit. Yeah. yeah we'll we'll tease might. it a little bit. We'll tease yeah, it a little bit. Yeah. 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 But, towards the end here so i I do have another idea but keep going if there's more questions i loved it did that help what was yeah uh that
0: was let's see here i think it was elizabeth elizabeth if that helped let me know yeah right right let me know okay yeah, keep, keep sending the questions and, 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 and keep putting it in. The, it's actually the q and I had said chat earlier, but the chat's disabled on this call for some reason. So put it in the Q&A if you want the report. Just put the, you know, put report in your email address and we'll make sure you get it. At, you get Dirk's upcoming report. Um, yeah, so I think, um, you know, it's interesting, Dirk, because a lot of times people who talked about Hey, you want to make sure your employees are inspired and that they feel like they're doing more than just regular, you know, ordinary work or working for the man people view that as sort of a soft, well, yeah, uh, you know, you're being, you're just being uh, a nice person and you're not worried about the bottom line. I don't think that's true at all. Do you?
1: Absolutely not. And I got to tell you, Ian, a great question. And when I talked about this earlier, I always found myself saying, almost apologizing, saying, hey, hey, don't get me wrong. I'm a capitalist. And I am. I'm a capitalist. <laughs> sure. And me through. too. Absolutely. Right? Through and yeah. through. And, and no profit, I believe, is absolutely noble.
0: Yes, I agree. It's,
1: it's the profit that allows you to create 6 million jobs Yeah, right. In distribution. It's the profit that allows you to contribute to the local communities. It's the profit that allows you to invest in the future to hire more people and the like. So and here's the thing. Ian um, I do think this and, and push back if I do believe the conversation has always been about profit sometimes at the expense of the people sure there's there's you know i'm a big fan of the naw i'm a big fan of texas i m i'm a big fan of all their work hell i've written some books for them right right yet when you look at the conversation today's conversation about optimizing human capital development yes The conversation is all about driving outcomes that are good for the company. Right. There's no conversation, no conversation about driving outcomes for the person, for the human being. I believe, I know from what I see, I know from the cultures I've seen like DSG and Porter Pipe and others, I know that with a people first culture, grow and develop people to fulfill their potential to thrive i got more on that to say yeah i know that drives profit as well
0: yeah I, I i completely agree with you i'm a pure capitalist myself no no uh, unapologetic because i think it is you know it's like like they say about democracy it you know it's it's uh, it's a terrible system except for the fact that it's better than all the others you know exactly. yeah, right exactly. and and so i mean every system has its limitations but I, I but i think that you know, if you, and I've lived this, right? I mean, I've lived in cultures where the CEO, and I haven't been a CEO, but where the the CEO or president is so um, focused on culture and doing the right things for the people and for the customers and, and, and got out of the C-suite and made sales calls and visited with the troops all the time. And people want to be part of that.
1: Without question. Are you familiar with, B corporations say again B like beverage corporations. No, this is going to be a significant focus for us going forward. Okay. Um, we're diving into it. We're learning more about it. And I believe, um, um, as I go through the, we supply America tour this summer, leading up to our innovation conference that we're going to have in the fall, we're going to be talking and learning a lot about B corporations and B corporation says it's, it's, it's a, c corp just like everything else but you're committing you're 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 having a you're committing to contributing to more than the bottom line and it's what a lot of these distributors you and i know are doing already and and there's a model called spice and it says we're going to contribute to society we're going to contribute to our partners we're going to contribute to our investors we're going to contribute to our customers and we're going to contribute to our employees there is a model that i think sums up everything that we're talking about, and right. that we're seeing. We want to be a force with you, Ian, to to get this narrative out there and to dive deep. Let's roll up our sleeves and say, what is the future going to ask of us? Yeah, because the future is going to ask more of that CEO rather than just the bottom line.
0: And don't don't so we got we got some listener comments. So I need to get to those here in a second, Dirk. But um, it's just apparent to me, and tell me if you agree, that this next generation that's coming up, they are more focused on, or they prioritize higher doing things that help the world, however you want to interpret that, than generations before them. They want their work to matter. Yes, without question. And,
1: and some people might call that soft. Uh, I, I don't. <laughs> I call
0: it, what a great evolution of capitalism. <laughs> you, you know it's not soft? Finding out what it takes to get the best talent and doing it Bingo. so that you can make your company operate as great as, as well as possible. Bingo. Hey, as you're as you're going through
1: those um comments, can I can I forward our thinking? I, I listed the three imperatives. Can I just tick off real quick to see if it drives some more conversation? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Right. right. Go so ahead.
1: let me tick off what I believe are six strategies we need to take forward. Uh, into our organizations we've already talked about some of them all right but this is what you'll read about in the research coming out number one mindset that we talked about we must believe that we are we have the ability to attract and retain quality talent that we're going to need in only 38 percent believe that we are positioned to win this talent challenge in front of us
0: wow is that because they don't know how to do it or they just haven't done it yet Both. Both, okay. right? Because it's a status. It, again, what did we say? We both
1: said we're regurgitating a lot of the same stuff. Hey, right. we need some. We need drivers. Last last year we offered a ten thousand dollar bonus. This year we'll offer twenty thousand dollars sending bonus. Right. right. So we have to think differently. Number two, we said it. We must elevate um, HR to the C suite. I see Paul Kennedy wrote in here. A meeting our employees where they are at, or you put something else in there, Paul. Uh, leadership has evolved and needs to be at the table, the right next to the CEO. Paul, I agree. And seventy-eight percent of us believe we have to elevate it. Number three, we have what I think distributors have done in an amazing way is their customer centricity, focusing on right that customer experience, and you're going to help them. And there's a lot of room to grow and all that but what we have to do going forward is 88% of us believe that we have to prioritize the employee experience to right. the same degree that we've prioritized the customer experience going forward.
0: Yeah it's funny because i've heard people ask the question what's more important right <laughs> customer satisfaction or employee satisfaction what a specious question it's like which of your kids do you love more which would yes. your which of your feet is more useful in helping you walk, the left right. one or the right one? Right on, right. It's absolute nonsense because if you have That's motivated, so- ex- yeah, if you have motivated, excited employees who love what they do, they're going to deliver for customers. And if you have customers that hate their, I mean, you, we've all gone into restaurants and you can tell behind behind the kitchen doors the staff is mocking the customers, right? You and can I just feel, feel like the feel negative that. energy, right? Yeah. Versus you go into a restaurant and you can tell whoever the manager is. They've inspired these people to want to have fun in their jobs and do a good job for customers. You could just feel it. And and, and you can't, like I say, you can't fake authenticity. You know what? Uh, And the weirdest
1: place I found that, my mother lives in Palm Coast, Florida, right? Okay. And whenever we're down there, we go down to the Olive Garden. Olive Garden in Palm Coast, Florida. (laughs) And every time I'm at the Olive Garden, I call over the manager. Right. I say, what's going on here at an Olive Garden? But to right. your point, right? He, yeah. He's fig I won't even say he's figured
0: it out. It's who right. he is. Yeah, that's right. It's it's right. who it's, he is. It's not calculated. It's just a part of his, of, of, of And his so guides. to your point, I love what you said. You know, the the, the
1: question: what's more important, customer experience or employee experience? It, it, it's 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 a rotten
0: question. Right. Same thing is what's more important, profit or people? Same thing. Yeah. Right. Right. Same thing, right. Hey, I got I to insert some list comments and questions here. So uh, uh, Paul Kennedy, and by the way, uh, Jonathan's on a board with Paul. And I remember after their first meeting, he came back and said, man, uh, Paul, he's got He's got it got, got going on, man. <laughs> yeah. So Paul wrote, HR leadership has evolved and needs to be at the table right next to the CEO. The strategic alignment reinforces both internally and externally that our people are our greatest strength, as Dirk says. So, you know, here's a top-notch CEO who's just you know agreeing with what you're talking about um so here this is a great question this is from sydney dirk as an individual contributor and not a people leader how can i encourage the higher ups to adopt this mindset you know tactically how can i how can i prevent turnover in my company what a great question wow what a great question um boy taking ownership
1: right there right yeah right Uh, right exactly um Boy, so how how can she do that? Well, I think number one is to continue to perform, right? As this individual who is growing, who's developing, who's intellectually curious, who goes over and above looking to add value, not only to the customers, but to the team and the like, right? So I think that's number one. Number two, I don't know your your position, you know, um, how can you... Not lead a conversation, but seed a conversation with uh, others in your organization, maybe leadership. Maybe you'll send a link to this podcast to your manager or your owner and say, "Hey, I just got off of this three things I took from it, man. I loved it.
0: Here's what I see in us. I love it. You'll like it too. Or your your upcoming summit, your HR summit. The HR summit would, would be fantastic as well. Yeah. Yeah, those are great suggestions. Sydney. thank you so much for such a great question. Um, And then uh, Paul Kennedy again, meeting our employees where they are and understanding that they each have varying needs that must be addressed so they can maximize their potential. Maximizing human potential helps maximize financial potential and performance. So here we go. You know, it's right in alignment with you.
1: Yeah. And and isn't that something? I mean, I got to tell you, the first time, I'm, I'm a slow learner. (laughs) <laughs> you know, the first time I heard meet the employees where they are at was from Ryan Craven out in Denver, Colorado, with General Air. So we we supply America Tour number one. And I was just blown away where right. he told me that. Now I put my antennas up and I hear Melissa and Paul talking about it. I hear right. uh, Margie Rodino at Robert Weed talking about it. Right. I, I hear others talking about it. But what I'll put out there,
0: would you do me a favor? Will you just yeah. read? Paul's comment one more time. Can you find it or? Yeah, hang on, hang on a second. If you Wait, got give it. Give me a second. Meeting our employees it. where they are and understanding that they each have varying needs that must be addressed so they Full can stop, full stop. Thank okay, you. Got it. Yep. Each has different needs that must be a strip. Right. Can
1: you imagine what the leadership team is signing up for there? That is not easy. Who's working for who? Right, right on. Yeah. We're serving the employee, right? And, man, I want to take my hat off and hug every one of the Paul Kennedys and others in the world who rise to that challenge and say our people are not assets. They're individuals. And so we've got to think harder, work harder, listen harder to understand what paul said every one of them has different needs there's a challenge and an opportunity
0: does that make yeah. sense what i'm saying it, it does in fact eric uh, Chernick, who's also by the way a very very successful ceo he was on our podcast here uh, a couple of months ago and has just grown this company tremendously he says employee engagement drives customer engagement and yep. That's what we're saying. And now uh, Jerry, Jerry also has a question. So hi, Jerry. I worked with uh, Jerry a long time ago. Great to see you on the show. Uh, his question is, do you feel that part of the challenge is that many reward systems are not optimally aligned to reinforce more than yeah. sales results? So, you know, is, is the problem, part of the problem that compensation systems aren't set up to reward so good cultural behaviors, et cetera. So my mind, yeah. yeah sorry,
1: sorry. So my mind was blown yesterday. Okay. And the reason it was blown yesterday is I was talking to Jay Steinfeld, who is the founder of blinds.com. Eventually completely disrupted the the market. A new way to sell blinds. The culture was unreal. Years ago, I took a team of distributor leaders down to see that culture immerse ourselves Hmm. in his culture. And um, Jay is gonna be the keynote at our Human Resources Summit. Oh, fantastic. And just yesterday we're talking about this whole culture and growing people. And he says, I showed him something. And he says, Dirk, your model is right on what we did at Blinds.com. He says, but you're missing something. He said, you're missing the incentive part Mm -hmm. to the question. And his recommendation, we're going to talk about this in Nashville on 27th, 28th. His recommendation is you have to think deeper about compensation. And there must be a team slash company component part to it Mm. every individual his premise he's on many boards he always works with the compensation committee to address that question and ensure that there are individual um, uh, rewards incentives but then also team incentives and it's one of the strategies he's found for i'm not a compensation guy uh, but but he blew my mind and he said dirk you got to look a little bit deeper on this one thing
0: Right, right, yeah. So Eric is contributing. He says it's not just rewards; it can also be recognition, transparency, employee development. You betcha. Can I? Can I build off of that? Yeah, go right ahead. Okay, so
1: you know, I started outlining some of the strategies that are going to be in this future distribution report. The fifth strategy in is this, and I think this is the most important statistic of that research that's about to come out. Okay. okay? And what we've discovered is that um, 95% of us believe that as leaders, we must have the mindset and the ability to develop people, here's the key, not just to do their job, but to help them thrive professionally and personally. Again, I want everybody to just stop and think about what that's saying, because I have this premise. This is not research based. Nobody's pushed back on me on this. But so if anybody wants to, please do. Right. I have a premise in that we do a damn good job of growing and developing. 20% of our people. Yeah. Sales team. We invest like crazy emerging leaders. We invest like crazy. Right. But those that are doing the work throughout the eighty <laughs> percent. Yeah, right. That accounts receivable clerk. Right. That receiver on the dock. We train them the hard skills to do their job. Right. Because they're an asset. And we want right. to maximize productivity of the asset. Of the asset. Right. But what we're starting to see with this the sea chain of employees' needs, what people want, as you talked about, potential yeah. impact. It's incumbent upon us to rethink our HR strategies to help these individuals, not 20%,
0: right?
1: 100% of our employees, right. to thrive professionally and personally. And we do that by helping them grow their potential. And we have this model that we call the potential equation that we think is pretty cool that we're going to be Oh, really
0: about. okay and you're going to talk about that at the at the summit at the summit and yeah. all summer in the like okay so elizabeth's question early on we have not gotten back to it so okay. you talked about changing the name of the hr department to people operations and you said before we'd wrap up you'd have a suggestion is that right yeah as long as everybody on here promises they won't share this Okay, Okay. so you're sworn <laughs> to silence on this broadcast that thousands of people right. are going to download. Here's what I believe. I believe there's an opportunity to change the
1: title of human resources departments to human potential department. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Because yeah. that's the business we're in. Right. We're in the business of helping individuals thrive by fulfilling their God-given potential. And here's what I discovered what we what we've built out from all of this research and work. I call it the potential equation and there's two component parts to it. To help individuals thrive, we must have the company's responsibility. I.e., we must completely rethink our employee value proposition around right. the word potential. And then we must look at the requirements of the individual and say, here's what's required of you to fulfill your potential. Again, we've got nine criteria based on the word potential. Hmm. That's where I see us going. That's what we're going to lead in conversation throughout distribution. Human resources going forward must become the human potential department. And I'd love Paul Kennedy and everybody else's thoughts who's hearing that for the first time right now. Does that resonate? Yes, no questions in the chat if you don't mind.
0: Yeah, put it in the Q&A. Um, yeah. and, uh, and I know, uh, so Jeannie has uh, has used the term servant leadership in her chat. Yeah. Uh, Paul Kennedy says he loves it, yep. Eric. So cool. you got a big thumbs up from Paul. Anybody else, please put it in the, in the Q&A. Lisa. Uh, human potential before HR. Love isn't it, that people. great? HP before HR, love it. Yeah. Love it. Uh, Elizabeth likes it. Jerry says it's a fantastic point. Looks like you won them all over. Uh, Mike, love human potential. Yeah. Um, yeah, looks like you looks like you've come up with a with with something that people really love, Derek, and, and, and I, I is, love and, it too. And Ian, this is what we said on this is what we said on um, the LinkedIn
1: post this morning. Look, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, man. Right? Um, <laughs> and, I'm not going to agree with that. But, my, but, but my point is this: my point is this. We have to think differently. We yes. need new paradigms. We have to break the rules. Right? We we have to look at this differently, and even just changing from but by the way don't change from human resources to human potential if you're going to continue to manage human resources in the same way right right you have to be committed to this impact and this purpose right and this humanity
0: and this people first because you're going to set expectations and if you're not going to live up to them then you're just going to make things worse correct well said right Good. Okay. So, um, you've got your upcoming, uh, HR summit. It sounds like, uh, uh we do have a couple other suggestions powered by people. And then someone says I like, like people, people advocacy department. Um, cool. so, you know, I think, uh, uh you know, so the, I think the, you, you've certainly got universal buy-in that we need to change the name to something. And mm-hmm. a lot of people like human potential, so, you, so when is your next tour? I think I already asked you this, but I can't remember yeah. what you said. When's your yeah, next tour so to kick off? Thanks. So, season three, so
1: we have our Human Resources Summit on April 27th, 28th yeah. in Nashville. We've got a couple seats left. If, if this is resonating with y'all, I'd love for you to join us. And then we're kicking off um, Season 3 of the We Supply America Tour. Again, Sea to Shining Sea. Uh, eight more films, documentary films we're going to be creating. We're going to be leaving probably the day after Memorial Day and come back after Labor Day. And we'd love to stop at your uh, distribution center and uh, have you be part of this Champion Noble Colony distribution. Everybody can find out about that at WeSupplyAmerica.net.
0: WeSupplyAmerica.net. Okay. So and you're still looking for places to stop on your tour. So people should go to WeSupplyAmerica.net and, and, and send you a note. You bet. Okay. And, uh, man, I tell you. I don't know how you get everything done, Dirk. You're, you're the most prolific person on LinkedIn that I'm connected to. I've got thousands and thousands of connections and you're on there and none of it is formulaic or cliche. I mean, it's just, it's like, you know, I can tell you're stopping at 1130 at night while you're working on a project and going, I think I'll take a picture and share this on LinkedIn. And there it is. Or you're by the side of the road in your We Supply America RV, I don't know where you get the energy. I mean, any, any tips for the rest of us on how you remain as energized as you are? Well, it used to be Diet Coke.
1: I've stopped, <laughs> I have stopped drinking Diet Coke 38 days ago. It used to be double IPAs. I stopped right. drinking double IPAs 38 days ago. Okay. So, so it's something to, look like you, Ian. Where does the energy come from? I believe. I believe. Yeah. Down to my core. Um, in the the Bethany on my team. I, I told her the other day, I told her the other day, we we got some things we're really working on. And um, I told her the other day, I said, Bethany, when I am on my deathbed, I'm not going to remember the logos of the companies that I've worked for or that I stopped at mm-hmm. on the We supply America Tour. I'm gonna to remember the people. Right. I'm going to remember the people of distribution who are the backbone of this country.
0: Right. Who
1: bring so much good, who I believe are a force for good. Right. And my energy comes from um, my belief in people, my belief in these people that I have a chance to meet and hug. And I, I, I feel compelled to try to serve and to try to help. Yeah. And again, not the tool in the shed but we have certain unique abilities and i try to bring those abilities
0: um to bear um all day long so, you're a gift to the industry and, then, and it's been great to have uh, you on the show but we're all doing it man we're all doing it right yeah I, I, you're something special and thank you so much for joining us today it's just been such an honor to get to know you. i would encourage people to go to uh, uh let's see events.unleashwd.com slash hr summit sign up for the center for the summit go ahead dirk can
1: i share one more I, i'm looking yeah, at of course. in here and i see bob ewing president of um red ball oxygen uh, is is joining us but good to see you my friend can i tell a quick story when i was yeah go right ahead of course and i think sums yeah. this up yeah. um when i was visiting red ball oxygen down in shreveport last year um we're, we're sitting down we're doing some things and we're in the lunchroom and we're having lunch. And I forget the woman's name, but she's sitting next to Bob, and I'm asking her about her job in accounts receivables there. And, Ian, she tells me this. She says, I've been here for about two months, I think it was at that time. And she says to me, it's the best decision of my life. Wow. Thank you for that. Wow. The best decision of her life. Incredible. And she tells me the story of her prior employer, used them as assets, as capital. Right. She was in the hospital twice, and she found the Red Ball Oxygen family. And joining that family was the best decision of her life. And if that doesn't motivate us to get out and to tell that story to the world about these, these businesses being in the best place on the planet to grow a career and to grow yourself and to be right. fulfilled i don't know what is so bob ewing thanks for being on here and um thank you for that having me in see you next year it, it the time i spent with you guys uh just
0: continues to sit in my heart bud well talk about making a difference as a leader bob you're you have an employee who thinks joining your company was the best decision That's of their lives i mean <laughs> what a how do you not feel good and proud of that and want to do it again i bet bob has many employees who feel the same way without question i bet okay good wow what a great story thanks for thanks for sharing that i didn't and, and do you have anything else you want to contribute before we wrap up dirk um i'm grateful for you and jonathan man i oh, i'm thanks. grateful for you guys the
1: work that you guys do is absolutely fantastic um the way you guys think <laughs> the the minds that you guys have is is absolutely. Um, Inspiring
0: to me. Well, thanks. And um, yeah. I, I appreciate being on here. Wonderful, wonderful, good. Okay. Um, so thank you so much, uh, Dirk. That's very gracious. I do want to tell people we got two upcoming events. Please stand for one minute while I tell you that on April 19th at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, uh, we're doing a technology leader panel on warehouse management systems and delivery technologies. There'll be participants from Infor um, and from Curry. I know Infor is your sponsor, uh, Dirk. Also from Curry, and we probably will have one other one as well. And then April 26th, we've got another technology leader panel. This one's sponsored by Epicor on cash flow and financial management systems. So please go to distributionstrategy.com and take a look. Um, And Elizabeth has shared the summit info with her people, operations department. Uh, Bob Ewing says, awesome content, guys. Keep preaching, Dirk. Uh, Dirk. Thanks again, my friend. Uh, let me know what I can do to help you. We're we're indebted to you for coming on the show, uh, and I hope everyone has a fantastic uh, week. Until we see you again, reach out to us if we can help you with anything, and take care of your most important. Um, I don't you. want to strength. Thank you, Dirk. Your most important strength, your people. This has been wholesale change with Dirk Beveridge. Take care, everyone, and bye now. Thanks again. You bet. Thank you, Dirk.